Bo Ralston, it's time to sit down and have a bit of an interview style chat convo with you, mate. So um, you've made the change to Kawasaki this year, mate. How's the bike and how'd you end up on a Kawasaki? The bike is unreal. I'll start with that. But yeah, how I ended up on it was the um, the TT race at Curry Speedway at the start of the year. Oh, yeah. Uh, that ended up getting canned due to weather. But um, so I ran Chris Watson motorcycles and uh, I didn't have any bikes or any support at, the, at that minute. And um, yeah, basically said, there's this race on. I want to do it. There's five grand up to win. And what have you got? And he came back. And yeah, he come back and said, you know, basically go see Angus at Hunter Valley and we'll have a KX450 for you. Right. So you've been involved with Chris Watson motorcycles for a long time. Obviously, you had Yamahas, Suzuki's, and God knows what else through him. Yeah, and pretty much ever since I was a really young junior. In between every sort of factory or support ride I've had, I've been with Chris Watson. Yeah, I've re- fixed a lot of them. <laughs> Did you really? I <laughs> wouldn't have had to fix any of mine. Come on. <laughs> they were the ones that got traded in at the end of the year. Ones that come back, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's another bow bike. <laughs> so uh, Chris Watson's obviously a part of the Hunter Valley, Hunter Valley Motorsport shop there at Rutherford. They're a Kawasaki and KDM dealer, so... You've landed on a Kawasaki. Is that just through the shop or is there more Kawasaki support behind it? Or No, that's just purely through the shop. We tried to get more Kawasaki support, yep. which I, I'm still going to try and get because I like the bike that much. Yep. And I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to stay on it because I think the bike is unreal. No, that's good. I mean, you don't see many around here. It's just like blue bikes and orange bikes with a splash of white Huskies here and there. And there's really not much else around. A few Hondas, obviously, but the Kawasaki's in popularity-wise aren't as much, but it's good to hear you love the bike, mate. That's that's pretty good. What you know, what's done to it? Is it set up for the bush? Is it motocross base? And who's done that work, you know? Like what have you done to it? Um so I've had uh Steve Jones from Tech do the suspension. Um which is it's sort of in between off road and motocross I'd say. I said I want a firm enduro setting because I'm gonna do local motocross as well. Mm-hmm. Which throughout the year it's sort of changed. I want to do more motocross than enduro. Yep. But um but yeah, so we got the suspension done by him, which is a firm enduro setup. I got a Hinson clutch in it, um, the neck and triple clamps because the Cowie comes out with seven eight bars stock, mm-hmm. which I was worried about, you know, hitting trees or crashing, bending them things. So yep, I wanted to get the yeah neck and triple clamps and the neck and soft feel handlebars, which yeah they're given they're unreal. I don't know if you guys have used those. I haven't. No, I haven't. I have seen them. Um, seen them around, seen the advertisements and stuff like that. Um, I've never tried them, but it strikes my interest. So have you only used them on the Cowie or had you used them before that? Uh, the first time I used them was on the Husky last year. Okay. And, yeah, they are they are unreal. They basically feel like a normal handle, gri- normal handle grip on a normal handlebar. Um, but in the long races like Hadar and, and Fink and, and things like that, you, it's not as harsh on your hands. You don't get blisters. Because it's – am I right in saying it's a smaller tube – and a thicker grip, is that what they are? Or Yeah, a smaller handlebar tube with a thicker grip. So the grip diameter is the same as a, a normal handle grip. Yeah, on the outside where on your hands outside, are. On the outside, yeah. yeah. But you've got more rubber underneath underneath your hands. Right, and obviously so that takes the shock and vibration. and Yeah, and there's flex and stuff like that. Yeah, right, nice. I haven't had anything to do with them either. Yeah, I think um, Greeny uses them as well, doesn't he? Yeah, Greeny he? uses them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we... Sp- Obviously, we had Greeny on last month, and we were speaking about the Transmoto six hour at Nabiak. Um, you guys entered in the. You're on a different team, obviously. Um, the Unifielder Australia team. H- how was it? How was the 
the event, the the track, it looked muddy. Yeah, the the event was unreal. You can't fault the event. The conditions were pretty pretty tough, but I mean, it is what it is. It was still fun. The track was unreal. The event was good. A few beers with your mates the night before. You know, rock up and race and have fun. Camping out, hanging out. Yeah, yeah camping yeah. out. Yeah, you weren't pitted near Josh Gleason at all, were you? I wasn't pitted near him, but I um. Made my way over there the night before. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. So I see Gleason in it, and I'm thinking, Gleason camping beers. He's yeah. an entertaining character. Entertaining. I remember the days at um Dunny at Do. Do. Yeah, yeah. Um, who was on? Who was on your team? Who were your teammates? And uh, so yeah. I was on the Unifielder Australia team with um, Stefan Gronquist, Emily Carlson, and um, is that a mind blank? Who else was on our team? <laughs> I, can't, I can't even think. Did they ride? <laughs> yeah, they ride. Oh, Scott Keegan. Oh, yeah, Scotty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you did all right. He's yeah. got um uh second overall, I see. Um how much of the how how much of the 6 hours and that did you have to ride and Uh so we basically went off a two lap system. Every every team member done two laps come in, swap for the next guy two laps. Yeah, okay. How how yeah. long were the laps? I think I was doing about 14 minutes a lap. Okay. Oh, right. So you're doing sort so of half an hour, half roughly. An hour, yeah. yeah, just less than half an hour each session, yeah. Well, that's a pretty yeah. good ride. I mean, nothing to be sneezed at. That's a good stint. Half an hour each and switch it around and off you go. Yeah, so I think I got three – no, sorry, I got three half an hour sessions and then I finished with one lap at the end. So it was – yeah, it was more than enough ride. That the track, track got pretty gnarly I was going to say, man, it looked nasty, that track. Yep. Was it? Yeah, when you weren't wrestling your bike in sand whoops, it was mud ruts that were, you know – Foot peg deep. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 seen, I seen, like, you know, you see the photos beforehand and that and everyone's camping out and hanging out. And we, we were talking about it last month and saying that we're going to have to go to one. Well, you were saying we're going to have to go to one. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, this looks pretty cool, eh? Like, you know, hanging out, camp out, fire, beers, bit of riding. And then you see the start of the track and it's like, yeah, that, that looks pretty good, eh? Bit of sand. We've, we had rain as well. So I was yeah. like, that'd be perfect. And then as the day progressed and videos and photos kept getting released and put up, I'm like, yeah, no, that's why I don't go to those. Because <laughs> <laughs> you did make the point, oh, it's either a dust bowl or a mud hole. That's it. And I'm like, nah, these events are fine. And then we see the Transmoto one. I'm like, oh, Jed was right. It's bloody complete mud pit. That's what they are. But I'd like to get into it one day and that. And, mm. yeah. I think that's a part of the fun of it, though. When you get there, it's you're sort of in a race mode and then halfway through the race, it turns to like, Survival mode, and then when you make it to the end, it's you're pumped that you made it to the end with your team. Have you done yeah. any of the Transmoto races before? I've done a few, yeah, yeah, right. Which one's your favorite out of the ones you've done? I'd say Nabiak, even in those conditions, it was good, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Well, Everyone says that. Nab- what was it, Nabiak and Dungog? Is the two favorites or Coffs um, or Coffs, yeah, yeah. Nabiak and Coffs, yeah. I've okay. heard Coffs is good, yeah, I yeah. haven't been there myself, but yeah, okay, we might have to go. Uh, there's no a uh, off road racing, so um, what what do you are you you going to do do the rest? Coffs Harbour, Batemans Bay, we've got Stroud, Clarence Valley, um, which is north of Grafton. Are you going to do those ones? That's the Transmoto Transmoto's, races, yeah. yeah. I'd definitely like to, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they go ahead, yeah. I mean, restrictions are changing all the time, and we don't know what's happening. I guess, yeah. If they're going ahead, I'd like to do them. You're going to do some local um, MX races and stuff at a. At our local yeah. tracks and that as well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll do some local motocross. Yeah, yeah. Back to the grassroots. Yep. Yeah. Um, VMX at Lakes. So you ended up there. I think you rode 
your old man's bikes? Yeah, I rode my old man's 84 CR500, and I think it's an 87 or 88 YZ490. Yeah, right. How long has he had those things for? He's had the CR500 for probably five years, and he got the YZ490 about two years ago. He'd love those old rigs. He'd be just telling you about them all day long. <laughs> Back in my day, we used to race these bikes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he did. I actually done my first vintage race a few years ago up Port, and I rode a YZ490 there. And the guy whose bike I rode, um, Brad Anderson, he's brand concreting in Sydney. But, um, yeah, I'd come in from practice, and my old man and him were like, how is it? The bike, they're a weapon, aren't they? They're so <laughs> fast. And, I was, and they were... Disappointed when I was like, this thing is slow. <laughs> <laughs> How is the track at Lakes for the vintage bikes? They don't overly prep it for the vintage races, so they don't rip it deep or anything, so the dirt's thin and it doesn't really get rough or rutted, so it's pretty good. Yeah, okay. It's does pretty it go, smooth. And, does it go right on those jumps? Because there's like a couple of decent jumps there at Lakes. I'd imagine a lot of people's bikes would, but I don't think my old man's had the suspension service since the bikes were new back in the 80s. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it got a bit wild on the jumps and the and the downhills, but it was all right. Were you hitting the centre on it? Yeah. At Lakes? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'd hate to land halfway across that on them. <laughs> yeah, you would, yeah. <laughs> Better off to just send it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you get much riding in it those vintage days, or is it just sort of like a club day, or how's that work? I guess it, it depends how many bikes you got in different eras. So the the classes work off eras and capacity. And um, so with those two bikes, I got like eight races through the day. And all five lap races, you get heaps of riding. Yeah, okay. And that was only off those two bikes? Two bikes, yeah. And they were pretty close in eras. So the 500 was 84. Yeah. And the 490, like I said, 87 or 88. Yeah, okay. And and um, you've you've done a few of those events, like you said, Port Macquarie and stuff. Um. Is it kind of the same setup as the um, Transmotos where you camp out the night before and stuff and everything? Like, is you know, do you enjoy it? Good at- atmosphere? Is that how it's run? Yeah, it's very much like the Transmotos. So you camp out with everyone and a few beers and a barbecue. Hang I guess out, that's why I like it so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to do more of the vintage stuff or is it just sort of like one of them things where you just enter just for the fun of it for something to do? Oh, I just enter for the fun of it when nothing else is on. I mean, my old man's got bikes and... When he's not riding them and and nothing else is on, I'll, I'll always do it. Yeah. I just like racing bikes. It doesn't matter what it is. Just get out there and have a squirt. Yeah. Did Did your old man ride as well? No, he didn't ride that race, actually. I don't, oh, didn't? I'm, he had something else on. Yeah, he was away. Yeah, okay. You know what I'd like to see? I was thinking about your old man, Moon. Baz. My old man, yeah. Yeah, Baz, your old man. Whitey. Um, all, all, the, all, the, all the old fellas. Back to back together again because you know we go riding at your house and your dad would jump on one of our bikes and tell us how we're pussies and all this and we can't ride and oh. you know this is what he do to us all the time and hmm. and uh, it'd be good to to see all them at a vintage meet back on these old bikes back in their prime time and 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 watch watching them ride around. The older these blokes get, the faster they were. <laughs> like the yeah. stories that had come out, you were just sitting there go like, righto, old fellas, like you have to be kidding. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you remember, I, I can't remember if you were there, but when, when we were all up years ago, up Bulladila, and Barry, my old man, and Jay Foreman, they all got on our bikes. On the RM80s? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were racing around just like you were, were saying. Were they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had, yeah. So a we couple had of this... beers, and they were racing around on this grass track. Yeah, yeah when okay. we were kids, yeah. um, I forgot all about that. Hey, I forgot you were even there. So when we were kids, um, a friend of um, my mum and dad's, 
like friend of a friend, family type thing, um, had this property halfway in between um, Gloucester and Bulladila um, at a place called Walk Ivory. Anyway, we used to go camping up there. This is like, oh, I don't know, 99, 2000, somewhere around there. Um, and we used to go camping and there's heaps of us. Like there was, I don't know, 20 or 30 people, 40 people camping and we'd all camp out there. We, there was two paddocks. We had this mad track on the side of a hill, but it often rained and it got too slippery to ride. So we'd go like across the creek and there was another flat, flatter paddock across the other side, which was better to be honest. And we had some pretty cool tracks over there and like, yeah, like me, you, Bo, you came a couple of times. Um, I think Chad Reed even came a couple of times. Like he came with, yep. um, oh God, I'm, uh, Jay Kelly and a couple of boys, and they used to like rally into Jay. the yeah. they used to like rally into the joint in their vans and camp. Troy came a couple of times. Troy fed, so they had this old working dog there, like an old kelpie, a cattle dog, or whatever it was. Troy fed the cattle dog like a old chicken bone and a heap of old chicken or something. <laughs> And then the old fella who owned the farm comes out the next day and he's blown up. Oh, the bloody dog. It's been frigging useless the last day. It won't work. It won't do this. It won't do that. Troy's fed the damn thing all this food. So this dog is just like lays down on its back. The old fella's blown up. It's pretty funny. But anyway, yeah, so the old boys, yeah, Jay Foreman was there, ex-Suzuki team manager, for those of you who don't know who Jay is. And he must have been there with his kids as well. And there was a fleet of RM85, so there would have been like you, my brothers. Yeah. Um, Jay would have had some. The Carlishes would have had a few. Anyway, Chinese safety boots, pair of pluggers, and away these boys. I think I'm sure they had no helmet. No, nah, I think they might have had helmets on. Now that I think about it, but maybe yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna say they probably did. <laughs> <laughs> and they're racing around this track, and there's these big mud bogs, and they all cover each other in mud. And anyway, it was a good old time. They yeah. were the days, eh, mate? Yeah, they were the days. That was such a fun spot. It'd be cool if we had somewhere to go like that nowadays. It'd be good to see them back on the track. <laughs> oh, no, <nah>, rim 80s. <laughs> 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 Anything, really. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, moving on, I've got a few off-road. Oh, I've got a off-road question for you, both. So you had motocross and supercross for years, but then you transitioned to the off-road series. How did that happen? Like, did you – was it a conscious effort? Did you just enter a race for fun and then got hooked on it or – no, so at the end of the 2013 motocross season, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So th- that year is a story in itself. So I bought a, a bike off eBay, was a 252 stroke, done the motocross nationals to try and have a last-ditch effort of sort of, you know, getting a ride or walking away. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I had good results, a lot of top fives in the lights or whatever. At the end of the year, I had no support, so I was, you know, I was done. I was working, spent the whole off-season working. And then the start of the next year, there was the, the Enduro Cross started and they had really good prize money up. So this is going into 2014. Yeah, sorry, yeah, into yep, 2014. Yep. Um, and there was good prize money up. They'd done the first round in Brisbane and I was watching on YouTube. I'm like, this is like an Enduro uh, Stadium Cross track. I can do that. Mm. And I, um, <laughs> I got on to uh, Graham Boyd, Suzuki in Newcastle at the time to, to get a bike to do the rest of the series. There was two rounds left. And um, yeah, that's pretty much. And then it just started. He, from he there. Went, yeah, so he just got a Yamaha dealership, mm-hmm. and yeah, I got a borrowed a YZ450 off him, and he rocked up at Sydney. Nice. And then you rode, you know, privateer effort that, or somewhat privateer effort that first year, 2014. 
where did you how did you end up on AJ's team? Where did you go from there, sort of thing? Yeah, okay, so the I got um I borrowed that bike off Graham Boyd, had two rounds of Enduro Cross, the remaining rounds of that series. I done pretty well, surprisingly. And considering how how I said I thought the first round was like stadium cross, it rocked up at the next round and it was gnarly. And I was considering going home before I even rode. Yeah, right. To be honest with <laughs> you. Yeah, anyway. And then, yeah, two weeks after that, there was Melbourne, which had done pretty well there. And at the end of that event, it's AJ messaged me on Facebook with his phone number and said, ring me. And then that was just And then that went. was it. And then two weeks after that, or three weeks maybe, it was the first AORC. So I rode from AJ from then for the next five years. All right. So that happened all pretty quick, really. Like, yeah. it just sort of... Got a bike and it snowballed and then bang, away it went. Yeah, pretty much all within, yeah, three weeks. Wow. I, I, I wasn't racing at all. Borrowed a bike and then signed with AJ. Wow, I had no idea it took off that quick. And then you rode for AJ for a long time and Yamaha and all that sort of stuff. And I guess, look a little bit like Greeny, we'll probably get you in a couple of times here, but we might dive into those parts of your career a bit more then. But yeah, that was pretty interesting. So I guess while you're on AJ's team, is there a highlight or something that springs to mind, maybe a six days, or what was sort of one of the highlights that comes to memory of riding for AJ? Uh, oh, in terms of races, there's when they all sort of blend together. It's, yeah. it's just another race, I guess, but just everything I learnt because that team was, yeah, they're unreal. I think they're second to none. Yeah, so you really rate that, that Yamaha effort that AJ runs. Greedy yeah, does, and I know he's quite involved <laughs> in it, and... Greeny rates a lot of things he does. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. a nice way. But, um, yeah, so that was a, a cool experience. Yeah, regardless of Greeny's opinion, I think AJ runs a tight <laughs> ship and it's really good. <laughs> um, another interesting topic, well, I find interesting that I wanted to touch on, mate. So winding the clock back a, a bit further, JDR Motorsports. So 2009, or before that, I think, is when they started helping you out a bit more. But how did... How did that come about? You were, you know, racing MX Nationals at the time. We're sort of talking to seven, eight, somewhere there. And then the Reinenberg family comes along. How do you get involved? Where does that go? And Yeah, so I, I wasn't really racing the Motocross Nationals as a series. I was just doing the local rounds when I first turned senior in 2007, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was just doing local races and, and the local Nationals, which were the round in Sydney, which has probably happened back then, and Lakes had around, yeah, and or Raymond Terrace. So I was only doing the local stuff, yeah. And anyway, there was because Lakes had around, all the top guys were coming there to practice, and and Jay Jay Rodenberg was there, yeah, racing himself, and I was doing quite well against everyone that was there, and oh, you know, Jay Marmon, all the local boys like um, we got Luke George, Mitch Hode, as you know, our local talent's been real deep for a lot of years, yeah, getting. Tenth, like getting a top ten at a club day was like an achievement. Yeah, yeah, it was. It really was back then. But yeah, so they, yeah, they were there at club days and and seen how I was riding or whatever, and walked up one day randomly. I, I'd never met him before, and Jay and his dad introduced themselves. I sort of became friendly with them, and I thought they were new people at the local club, and said, "Yeah, we've been looking at the results, and you're not at the nationals. How come you're racing against these guys?" and where are all you? All that, yeah. Where are you? And we're like, oh, you know, we can't really afford it. it. Is what it is. We'll just like run bikes, do what we can. Yeah, and it, it wasn't really much of a big deal. And then, yeah, the, the the next club day, it was. He walked up, and I remember, like it was yesterday. Actually, Derek goes, "Is that your dad over there?" 
that guy there. And I said, yeah, that's him. And he asked me what his name was. I said, that's Chris. He walked straight over to Dad and said, we want to help your son and take him to the Nationals. And that was 2008. So then I'd done the rest of the Nationals from um, – memory's a bit blurry, but probably halfway through the series, I'd done the rest of them that year. Yeah, wow. And then obviously it took off in 2009 and it went from them helping you to, I think to this day, probably one of the biggest setups in Australian motocross. Yeah. Um, five rider team from memory. So there was Andrew McFarlane – yourself on big bikes then you had denny anderson and ryan marmont on 250s yep. josh Kasher and under 19s yeah that's I, right is that right yeah it was a big team yeah yeah it was a big team and they poured a lot of dough into that so obviously that's how the ride came about i mean you just got into that so did you only ride for them for that year or did that sort of flow on a bit more or so they had that the team that year yep. we rode yamahas and then the the next year i went to coastal kdm ah yes um which they supported myself and Josh Casey to be there at Coastal KDM and, and they were a lot of the budget to run Coastal KDM that year. Good old Bondi. Yeah. What a top bloke yep. he is. Um, so when you're at JDR, did you have your own mechanic while you were there? I had my own race mechanic, yeah. Yeah, you had your own race, race mechanic. Those, yeah. those bikes were pretty trick. I mean, I don't know what you can remember from those things, but they sort of threw the kitchen sink at those from memory, didn't they? Yeah, I can remember those bikes pretty well, actually. We had all the bling. Everything? Yeah. So everything that looked good. (laughs) (laughs) How did they go? How did they perform? I didn't have much knowledge about bike setup and that back then and so I couldn't tell the guys what to do, but my bikes for the first sort of six months were not great. Yeah, right. I think I don't know if you remember at all, but my results changed when the bikes changed. Okay. And I got certain mechanics, yeah. Yeah, right. And that was just from development on the bike and working on the bike and that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah, pretty well, yeah. And obviously, like you said, you're only young at the time, so you don't have a whole lot of direction. You're sort of relying on the knowledgeable people around you, which, to be honest, there weren't that many around there at that point. It was just this brand new setup. Yeah, they. I mean, they were lucky enough to have Danny Apro as a head mechanic that year. But so to put things into perspective, the first time I had my suspension done on any of my bikes was the year before that. So I, I didn't know what to tell them. About anything, <laughs> you, were, you were learning, you, learning yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was dollars everywhere. I mean, the truck. Well, they started the US team in that as well. Yeah, like the, even yeah. just the truck and the setup and everything they had going on. Like, wow, what a setup! They must have poured so much cash into that. Yeah. yeah. What happened? Yeah. Where did where did that go? Just poof, thin air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it did. It just disappeared. Yeah. Does anyone know what happened to the equipment? Like, what happened to the truck? I don't know. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know either. Like, yeah. I, I know all the bikes and all that stuff Stuff got sold off. Like, my brother had one and then it got sold and suspension got raped and pillaged from this bike and moved around and there was parts flying around for years off those bikes. But because um, they had that Enzo KYB factory suspension on them and all sorts of stuff that was getting yeah, sold and moved around for years. But yeah, you just don't see them dis- – oh, I don't know. Dis- you don't really see them die off and disappear like that. No. So, so like, you know – the efforts like that, you still hear about them or trying or it gets handed over to someone else. So Yeah. Did you have much yeah. to do with like the other guys on the team? McFarlane, Diggs, those fellas? I mean, Diggs a bit, I yeah. guess, because he's close by. But what about the other guys? Did you have much to do with those or not really? So I had a fair bit to do with Andrew. Yeah. Um, and Diggs, obviously, because same area and we were best of mates at that time. Yeah. Um, so we pretty much done all of our riding and all of our training together. And then, yeah, I spent a lot of time in Queensland because... Uh, halfway through the year, the guy that became my mechanic, Luke Sanderson, which really 
changed things for me bike-wise and, and my results started getting a lot better. Um, yeah, so he was based in Queensland, so I'd go and stay at his place and, and ride with Andrew a lot. Nice. I'd learn a lot from him that year. Interesting. Well, um, I think we'll get you on another couple of times on here, mate, when it permits, and we'll dive into other parts of your career. But a um, little bit off the topic of dirt bikes, BMX and being a dad. I mean, you raced BMX a, a lot as a kid. That's a bit of a flashback for you. Um, are you hitting the track now with your daughter, or is it just her, or what's happening there? She's the only one racing and doing practice nights, I guess you call them. But mm. I, on the the afternoons that we go there, I still hit the track yeah, quietly because nice. I'm going to race again myself, and I don't want to rock up dusty. <laughs> secret practice he's getting the secret practice in under he never posts those videos only the ones of his daughter but he's doing laps yeah he's still <laughs> just as competitive isn't he yeah he's that's like, it oh no nah, i'm not serious but i'm gonna go out there and practice and yeah. smoke his yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right Jed, yeah. your top 10 questions mate we're gonna try and do these every episode where you go yeah we've got a couple more again we just can't help ourselves what was your favorite race bike over the years My favourite race bike, that's a hard one. Or even would, even um, any bike, I guess. Like you've 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 had a lot of bikes. My favourite bike with the most potential, I think, is the KX four fifty I got right now. You've only just got it now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh favourite VMX bike that you've ridden? Ooh. Uh YZ four ninety. Your old man's? No, actually, um the one I rode a couple of years ago, Brad Anderson's. Well, okay. What made yeah. it? Like memorable? Was there something about it that made it memorable, or the power? Like it, it, it didn't have a lot of power, but it was very usable. Okay, there we go. Uh, favorite team or setup over the years that you've ran or been involved in? Um, activate Yamaha. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, MX or enduro? Motocross. BMX or motorcycles? I like motorbikes better. But if it come down to what I was better at, BMX. Yeah, better on BMX, you think? 100%. Okay. Always have been. Yeah. Um, Favourite memory from juniors? So me and Todd will remember from growing up, like you're younger than us, obviously, but you were just dominant. Like Lake, Cessnock, everything. Bo's, here's Bobo Ralston. He's winning again. There he is. Half a lap in front, smoking everyone. So, what's your favourite memory from juniors like lakes, um, podiums at Aussie Supercrosses or or anything like that? From juniors, I'd say my first Supercross win at Adelaide Supercross at Wavell, Wavell Showground, probably 2006 or seven or something. RM85? RMZ250. Oh, oh right. Jeez, yeah. the old RMZ250 of that day. <laughs> did your vows last the race, did they? They were only six lappers as a junior, so it was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the worst injury you've had over the years? Oh, that's a hard one. De- Long term, definitely. I um, when I done my knee, activate Yamaha, I tore my ACL, PCL, LCL, hamstring tendon, and fracture my femur and tibia, and also broke eight ribs in that crash. All in one. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> um, someone that you looked up to. Um, or was a big influence throughout your your career of riding? Um, in terms of local guys that I looked up to the most, I'd say Craig Anderson. Oh, I thought you might say that, yeah. Done a lot of laps with him and yeah, practicing and everything, yeah. Um, Favourite sport um, or athlete outside of motocross? Muhammad Ali. Yeah, a bit of boxing. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Why? You, what, what's so intriguing about boxing for you? Um, just the the discipline it takes and how, how it's more than just... I mean, it looks like a physical sport, but it's more a mental sport than a physical sport, I think. Yeah, any I reason think it's behind, deceiving. Any reason behind Muhammad Ali or just... Just that he was more... I don't know. There's a lot of things he done that was more than boxing. Yeah, like he, he was bigger than boxing at that time. Yeah. Do you do a bit of boxing yourself? Yeah, yeah, I do. You do? Yeah. yeah okay. How does Billy go? Billy? He goes all right. He goes all right? <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few black eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, Billy's a workmate of uh, mine and Jed's. It's a bit of an inside joke, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I hear he goes good. Yeah. 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 Um, is your old man still faster? Faster than faster than you? Does he? I'm sure he tells you how fast he was back in the day. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. One thing I will say though, on a mini bike with half a gut full of beer, he he is still. Yeah, still hooks in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. I remember actually we were at a um, family friend's party and <laughs> had a few drinks and mini bike races under lights and whatnot. And yeah, once he'd had a few beers, he was the fastest. And there was guys, you know, like Brock McCleary and that there and myself and whatever. He was faster than all of us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could just see that now. Not yep. a care in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been doing a, do a fair bit of mountain biking. <clears throat> I've been going to the top of uh, Mount Sugarloaf. So for people that don't know, that's uh, in our local area. It's a big bush area. Um, motorbike tracks and mountain bike tracks. So I've been riding to the top on the road, dropping in. And uh, just working my way down to, to my house. I'm down the bottom there. Come across a lot of tracks in the bush. Um, there seems to be all these tracks with blue dots on the trees. Are they your tracks? I'm pa- not pa- sure pa- about pa- the blue dots pa- that pa- some guys dots? painted on the trees, but the tracks might have something to do with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of motor. There's a lot of I wouldn't say motocross, but there's a lot of prime tracks in in these trees down there, and there's blue dots painted everywhere. You can you can you can look for kilometres, and there's like a full track with blue dots all over the trees. And I thought, I bet you they're bows. Yeah, yeah, I've got a fair few tracks around that area. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Um, social media. So if you follow you on there, it's almost like Greeny gives a um he gives us the soil testing videos with his with his foot and you get the perfect thing. We get a few concreting ones from you. So what's your thoughts on the perfect concrete finish that's um social media worthy? Oh, a concrete finish. Probably a, a good fish scale cove, I think. Yeah. Okay. A, a good one, yeah, where it's straight and the dummy joins are straight and it's edged good. Pretty much. Okay, no, that makes it's pretty that. basic, but it's it's hard to do. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. hard to get a good. Didn't even know it was called that. There we go. Uh, I, I still don't know. My dad's a concreter, and I'm still not sure what all that is. But anyway, <laughs> concreters out there, I'm sure you'll love it. I'll yeah. have to go and hit up the old boy and see what that's all about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for that, Bo. Enjoyed um, having you on and talking about your career. We'll, we'll get you on another time, mate. We'll go through a bit more, but um, stick around. We've still got a little bit more to go. <laughs> <laughs>